in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast with Marin and Stephanie. And we wanted to talk today about wealth. And I know for myself, going into a new year, looking at where I want to be in the next year, in the next five years. And we talked about that last week with our, you know, our, our future visions and, and uh, all of that stuff. And definitely a part of that is always circled around wealth, at least for, for most people. There's a piece of it of where do I want my wealth to be? And Stephanie and I have been having this conversation on our own around what is wealth. And one of our one of our mentors has a, a program that we're a part of. And it is a lot of it is determined by how much money your business makes. We're talking about that of like, where does that fit in with consciousness and with your own sense of self and joy and what you bring to the world. I want to say something too, for those who are listening, you leaders out there is that when we make, we make our value and our worth based on how much we make or the money we make, it's really not supporting leadership. Because a true leader, I was just thinking of even of the word that just kind of, you know, well, like, well, it's like, it's a well, it's a well and a well is deep. It's deep within. It's not about what you do. It's so much in the outer um, material consumer kind of world. It's the well, how deep are you able to go in? I remember one of my clients one time who was building high rises, he said, you know, that every time you go to build a high rise, you have to go that much deeper down into the into the earth. Otherwise, it won't sustain the outer growth. And I'm like, what what a visual, really? And what a metaphor of, you know, if we want to make a difference in the world, we need to go deeper inside. And so it isn't mm. so much what you do as a job or a career or when I'm, when I'm talking of leadership and wealth, I'm talking about how deep are you going in and to really learning you know, who am I? What, why am I here? What is my heart singing or dancing with in life? That is truly being able to connect to that, to touch that, that, that takes, that takes skill. It takes courage. It takes love. And to me, that is true wealth in leadership. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that visual. And I, it makes me think of trees, because a tree, whatever the camp canopy is above, is also what's happening below. And we do tend to develop ourselves one-sided. We put all of the energy and the effort into what it looks like on the outside, how much money there is, and not into the, the internal version of that, of who am I becoming as a person? 
And what what does that wealth actually require of me to develop internally in order for me to be in a good relationship and do a healthy relationship with it? And that's a that's not something anybody talks about as being in a healthy relationship with your money. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's almost like a sacrilegious thing to talk about. Really. It's like, and it's so sad because, you know, if we just take off money, like just take off the dollar signs or whatever, and you look at it, we even call it currency. It's, it's mm. movement, it's movement, it's flow. And whether that is dollars and cents or whether that is actually really at a deeper level, it's, it's your inner movement. It's your, it's your flowing. Where do you feel both inspired and stretched at the same time? Like, and that you're giving in a way. And I think we, we have this, this, at least maybe I'm speaking of myself. I, I know I can feel sometimes like if I haven't got my to-do list done, I know we've talked about podcasts in the past about to-do lists and I like to change them into to-who lists. it's like, it's maybe it's not mine to do. You know, these are some of the things that I would like to have done, but they're not necessarily mine to do. And just because I'm sitting and reading a book doesn't mean I'm not doing, quote unquote, anything. It's I'm actually, you know, it's what I'm reading, who's showing up to read the book, why I'm reading, you know, all the deeper levels of understanding of nourishment. We really have lost the value of of resting, of being, and I'm not saying that doing isn't a value. Of course it is, but it's like, who is doing the doing? <laughs> if that ah. makes sense in the wealth of, of life. And, you know, our teacher also, Marin says, you know, wealth is the definition of like what you have when your money's all gone. So what are mm. you left with? You know, years and ago, years ago, I, I was in Los Angeles working and I had this Honda Civic, loved this Honda Civic. It was the best Honda Civic, got the greatest gas mileage. I bought it when I lived in Alberta in Canada and just, it could go everywhere. And it was just such a reliable car. And I remember moving down to Los Angeles and I was seeing a client in Malibu, beautiful, beautiful home overlooking the Pacific ocean. And I had parked out in front, the front door. And I remember, um, <laughs> the man coming out and saying, uh, would you mind moving your car? I don't, you know, I didn't pay for a multi-million dollar view to look at your Honda Civic. And I could feel shame. And I was yeah. like, wow, you're missing it. That's not who I am. It's like, my car isn't who I am. Like, it's like, I used to call it, you know, it was, it was Myrtle, the, the, the slow, but steady turtle. I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I called my car. And I could remember at that time, all of a sudden having such shame about who I am. And, you know, I was working on his wife and I had such, such empathy for her all of a sudden of going, wow, you know, to try to keep our looks up, to try to keep our finances up, to try to keep it, how it looks to the neighbors, to the people, to the society versus what is it, what's really important in my own heart that I want to, that I want to grow, that I want to evolve, that I want to bring forth to the world. It's a different question. It very much is. And, and the, the thing that you mentioned about our teachers, both of our teachers actually have mentioned that the, the, your wealth is what you have when your money's all gone um, kind of idea. 
And that's that internal. That's how deep the the skyscraper goes, you know, how deeply you need to go down into things in order to be in a good relationship and truly support what you're creating in a healthy way. And when you, when you bring up the shame, I think that a lot of times people assume that the shame is one-sided of their shame around not having enough, like that you experienced. And I have been on the other side of that is I have money and there is a lot of shame for me around the being a have, I am a have person. And so I have all of these beliefs and ideas around being a good enough person and all of them center around, well, it doesn't include money. And in order to be a good person, you know, it's like, in the Bible, there's something about um, it's harder for a rich man to get into he- heaven than to go through the eye of a needle or something like that. And that's that's what I that's how I was raised. And yet that's that's also, you know, it's like we there's this tear that's inside of us. And it's so much of it is based on money of you want to have it, but you want to be a good person. And and where is that? place in each of us that we can find compassion for ourselves and for our own desires. Such a good point. Such a good point. And that, and that takes a very courageous soul to look within. And, you know, isn't it interesting that I I've, I've, I've heard of a, a saying, it's like, you know, your net worth is based on your self-worth. And to me, that's also really hurtful too. It's Mm. like, what if we weren't judged by our net worth? What if we were actually, it it didn't matter because I really truly believe, like, like we said, when, when we die, it really doesn't matter. Right. It's like our judgment is like, you know, we're going to go and you know, go to the pearly gates or whatever you believe in. And it's like, you're going to lo- relook at your life and saying, was that important? You know, I, I worked with a client the other day and they're struggling of, um, you know, not really liking their job so much, or it's, it's a means to the ends kind of thing, but, you know, would rather be at home and caring for their children and building a dream with their, with their partner. And, and I said, well, what, what would have to happen for you to stay home? And it's like, well, I can't because we won't be able to, to make the bills. And I, I was just inquiring because we all have that thought, don't we? It's like, well, I can't do that because how will I survive? How will I, but yet mm. if we don't, we never change. We never evolve in the way that like, and we never evolve in the way that, in our hearts and our souls. It's like, sometimes those, we want to be stretched in a way that also inspires us. So it's like, when we align the their gifts and strengths and our passions and our values all together and we can step towards that that is actually what's going to actually create our wealth more remember the wealth is the well inside mm. which will then the outer you won't need as much you won't you have more resiliency you have less stress like it's just such a beautiful thing so i said to this person i said well what if you stayed home like what if you stayed home and and 
I said, you're really good at paying the bills and looking after the kids and making things organized. And it's, it's like, you know, do you have some sort of belief that obviously you do, you know, cause otherwise you'd be there already, but you know, do you have some sort of belief that, that you're going to, you're going to fall short of not being able to take care of them? And they're like, absolutely. And I said, well, your partner, what about them? Are they able to, to work? Well, well, yeah, they actually do. They make more money than I do. And different things like that. And I said, well, what are their gifts and strengths? Mm. They're really creative. They're really wonderful. And I said, well, here's the thing. If you're really good at looking at the details and they're really good at being creative and getting, making money, why not set that the person up for success to be able to make money and set yourself up for success to be able to look after it and steward it well, which actually frees up the other person who really just wants to go and make money and doesn't want to have to look after the, the details and things. It actually frees them. It actually liberates them and they get to be out in the world in a way that is right for them. You know, our teacher also says, um, it's important that we do what we love to do in the way that we love to do it with the people we love most in the way that the world most needs it done. Yeah. I really, truly believe that's true wealth. It has it nothing is. to do with money. But what I heard is the energy that it takes to shift those stereotypes of the one of the things that I happen to know is the the person in this story that would like to stay home is the gentleman. And the stereotype in our society is obviously the men are the breadwinners and the, the women stay home. And that's been shifting over time. And it's now everybody's a breadwinner. And what what would it look like and what does need to happen and what are the things inside of us that need to change for for exactly what you said, to do the things that we're really called to do instead of the assumptions that and the stereotypes and the 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 learned behaviors, the conditioning that have been put on us for years. And that's that going deep, going the inner route of who do I really want to become? What is calling to me? And if I... If I could say that none of those conditions out there, you know, if I didn't have to subscribe to them and they weren't affecting me, what would I want to do? I know when when I was asked that question, it was almost too freeing. And I was like, I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's crazy because I can't. And I just use that as my excuse other than so that it didn't actually have to explore. (laughs) Right. Because I wanted to hold on to what I knew, which is the conditioning that I was raised in. Exactly. Yeah. Like we, we need to change the outer world. But the only way we can do that is to change within. That's it. And we have total freedom and control to be able to do that. A lot of us just don't know how, or we're so caught up and conditioned in a way that we feel afraid. We're afraid that we're uncertain about, well, what happens if I do step out? Like what, like what if it fails? And I'm like, but what if it succeeds? You know, the other part too, is like, if you keep going in a, in an outer world of making your value and your worth based on what you do for a living or what you don't do for a living, or how much money you make, or your to-do list, or all those different things, it's exhausting. 
And that is energy. And so when we're talking about money, it's currency. So let's talk about the currency of your mindset, currency of your emotions, currency of the love currency. It's like really truly feel that in the deep well of our hearts and souls is that we want to love and be loved. That's it. And that's actually what we're here for. But we get caught up in so many other things. And so I'll ask, I'll ask my clients a lot of times, they'll say, you know, are you investing your time doing X, Y, or Z? Or are you spending time? And you're just kind of like going through the motions. I mean, how many times have we said that? Oh, I'm just going through the motions, whether it's with a relationship, whether it's with a job, whether it's with, you know, cleaning the house, whatever it is, it's like, are you just going through the motions? Then you're not fully engaged. You're not fully in your heart. What if you can shift that? Yeah, because when I'm not fully engaged, I'm also not able to be in joy. And we go through those motions thinking that, oh, that's my path to joy, not recognizing the fact that I could be in joy in this moment by just shifting my mindset. Absolutely. And that's a that's a kind of a heady concept. And I want to actually frame that from a leadership perspective of and kind of bring this all full circle because as leaders, why is it important to even look at kind of all the questions that we were talking about where, where wealth, where I am in my relationship to wealth and not just the outer version of it, the inner version of it. And then what I just said of like, where am I in my relationship to joy? And could I actually shift my mindset and boom, be in joy? And if you're not in that place, it's not a shame thing. It's just a, oh, is that possible? I know when I first, when somebody said that to me, it's like, crap, that's even possible. It is. It takes some some effort and it's an inward journey. It's not the outward journey of more money. It is an inward journey of what does that look like for myself and how would I get there? And it's looking at where does true joy come from? Is it from mastering all of that money out there? And I would encourage you as leaders to look and talk to some of those people who have a lot of money, because I think a lot of them are not in that place. And every single one of the people that truly has found joy said that it was not from the money. So then we could conclude really of saying leadership is not what you do. Mm, It's who you are. It's who you are and what you are working to uncover and to rest inward with. And it's a journey. It's an inward journey as well as an outward journey. One of our teachers has a saying, he said, he likes to call us leading learners. And when I found that, and instead of thinking of myself as a leader, I think of myself as a leading learner because I am on an ongoing quest to continually upgrade and, and understand more about myself and why I'm here and all the people that I'm here to do that, that thing with all of my, my partners in crime, <laughs> like you, Stephanie. <laughs> and as we would say in yoga, it's like, we're not striving to be leading learners. We're not striving to get somewhere. It's a joy. 
of unfolding and uncovering and being curious and being in wonder and playing with that journey. And that's what we hope that all of you that are listening today and in the future, that that you would join us on that journey of playfulness, of adventure, of exploration, of unlearning those outer world uh, distractions and conditions. conditions. <laughs> and, and to really start dropping into what is what is it that feeds your soul? What is it that lights you up? Because that is truly empowerment of leadership. When you see somebody who's living in their heart and in a way that is a peaceful and kind, that is way more inspiring. Really, when you really get to know that people, like you just said, Marin, like sometimes you get to know these people who have not to say that having lots of money isn't a, isn't a good thing or isn't a bad thing. It's just that there are people on all levels who are doing and doing or having and having and are still empty inside. Yeah. And that's, I guess, as a wrap up, the whole thing for me is it's not about the money, whether you have it or you don't. It's about the inward journey of do you love yourself or do you not? Because no matter how much money you have, if you don't love yourself, you won't ever find the joy. So it is both an inner and an outer journey that we are on on this planet together. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's such a great to love oneself. And it, and people there, I'm not just talking about loving the physical. It's like, do you love your mind? Do you love your emotions, even the nasty ones, even the ones you've been trying to squash down in your body for years? Can you find a way to love that? And can you uncover it enough to really love the true self, the soul? Do you even know what that is? Because I think we get very distracted by the physical, that we miss that undercurrent of all those other levels that truly will bring you the well of wealth that you can drink from. So for everyone that is listening, um, some of you have some paths of your own and some of you don't. If you're interested in joining one of our paths, we have our own inner mastery coming up. It starts in the end of January. It runs one month and you can find more information about that on our website, the soulful leader podcast.com. We would love to see you in person instead of just, uh, talking to you over the the podcast. So if, we, if you'd like to join us and meet us in person, feel free. We would love to have you. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website, at the soulful leader podcast.com. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>